Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Great salespeople are relationship builders who provide value and help their customers win. And that's a quote by Jeffrey Gitomer. Gitomer, I'm not sure. So hello, it's your friend Lucy Dumas, profitable photographer. This business can be kind of lonely. So I love that I have friends now in 82 countries and I highly recommend that you make some local friends that you hang out with them, support each other, and all that good stuff. So today is a solo episode. It's been a while since I've had a show specifically on the idea of becoming a full-service portrait or wedding photographer where we sell our work in person as printed photographs, as opposed to a digital photographer whose main activity is to photograph and then deliver whatever digital files you might feel the client's going to like. So I thought I'd give you a taste of my system that results over and over again in thousands in sales. Most of my clients purchase between 3000 and nine or 10000 for wall portraits and albums, and many, many, many of my coaching clients are having those same results. I just love when one of my coaching clients says, oh gosh, I used to be happy with a $600 sale, and now if it's not two or 3000 I feel disappointed. So I want that for all of y'all. So I want to give you some really great news beforehand. And that is that I'm finally going to start in July having my group coaching program directly, specifically teaching you and supporting you in selling your work. I have basically, it's a six step course. And this group is going to cover all of that and much, much, much more. So if you want to get the emails and also the weekly newsletters about what's coming up or what has been posted on this show, go to lucydumascoaching.com. That's Lucy with an I, of course, and look for the gift that is a seven steps marketing tips gift that will get you into the emails. So you'll receive notice as I start to share that about the program and how to get enrolled, or how to get in touch with me to have more questions. You can also send me an email, lucy at lucydumas.com, or there is a form on that website for you to get in touch with me directly. So yay! (laughs) Just a little quick, you know, what we'll cover. We're going to dive into how to price, how to do phone calls, how to do a consultation, what kinds of things you do and say at a photo session that help that final ordering of wall portraits and albums to happen, what you do in the sales room, and then handling objections. So that is the basic core information 
And um, I would love to chat with you more, get to know you, see if the group is a good fit for you. Okay. So you may or may not know that selling is my superpower. I consider selling to be an art, just the same as photography is an art. And it's also a skill as photography is a skill. Most of my photography clients select at least three to seven wall portraits, and half of them also add an album. So I'm decorating people's homes. I'm helping them with the design. If they want to, I can help them frame. I'm helping them put books together where I tell the story uh, that will be in an archival form that they will enjoy for years and years to come. And many of those will be left in people's wills. I just, just love knowing that, that these are not just lifetime treasures for the client that pays for this, but what it means to their children and their children's children. So think about this. Do you have photographs from relatives that are long gone that you treasure? Or do you have photographs of yourself and your family when you were young that you uh, it just takes you right back and makes you happy to think about? I do. Of course I do. I'm a photographer. <laughs> uh, one of the few images that I have of my mother's parents has been absolutely precious to all of us year after year, let's see, for 97 years in the family. And that's because her mother tragically died when she was an infant. And if I had not had this image of them on their wedding day and some other photographs, I would be in the complete dark about who my mother's mother would be. But honestly, I have looked at that I don't know how many times over the course of my lifetime trying to know who this woman is. And for some people that doesn't matter, but for me, you know, my family history is important and um, it's one way that I can feel like this person that would have been my grandmother that I knew had this accident not happened. So anyway, I just want that for my clients and I want that for your clients. And that is basically the core of my why. The other core of my why is because I feel like it's my job that taking a photograph is just the start. When someone hires someone to photograph their wedding or their portraits, they may not even know it, but that finished image that they get to look at day after day beyond trying to find something again on their on their computer or in their Facebook or on a hard drive or something, but something that their eye will fall on day after day after day, a book that they'll sit down with their family and flip through year after year. To me, as a photographer doing portraits and weddings, this is in my personal job description because I feel like it's best for my clients, because I know not only how to take the pictures, but how to process, edit, work with my lab to make sure it's printed beautifully. It's cropped in a way that gives it the most artistic presentation. Just a little aside here. 
Did you know that the shape of an image can greatly impact how you feel when you look at it? If you compose something in what I call a traditional photographic shape, 8 by 10, 16 by 20, 20 by 24, and such, there's a certain, like a solidness to it almost. If you show it horizontally, you feel more restful. If you show it vertically, you feel more energy. But if you compose the image as you photograph and then you crop it in a square, our brains, I don't know if it's our reptilian brains, but somewhere in our visual brains, we feel a sense of harmony and connection and love. And if we crop something in a vertical, almost a panorama, we feel more energy. And if it's horizontal, like let's say a 40 by 20, we feel a sense of vastness, a sense of of awe. So those are things that when someone's taking a digital file to Costco, say, they're not going to know that. They're also not going to know if they do something in an eight by 10, why maybe the feet are cut off or or a shoulder. So, you know, I just love taking something to the fullest quality and impact possible. I consider myself and what I want you to step into is being a full service photographer, creating an experience where from their first contact with you to the phone call, to in-person meetings, the session and the design session. So the photographic session and then the portrait design session that you're helping people get the results that they don't even know that they can have and maybe don't even know they want until you do that for them. One of the things that is nice is to learn how to be a designer, know that you're also a clothing consultant, um, makeup guide, um, you know, so much goes into that. And yeah, so anyway, I think you get that. I understand it can feel scary to think about all of this, to think about actually talking to people, sitting with them, building a relationship, handing, not physically, but showing your work and hoping they love it. And I can see how it is so much easier to think about, I'm going to find a client, I'm going to sell my work for some hundreds of dollars. You know, I've found most people are maybe in the two to 500 range. And then without having to get any feedback, just sending them the files or handing over a thumb drive. I understand how that feels safer. What you might not understand is the joy that you're missing out on. The joy of them laughing and crying and often giving us hugs. It's also really fun to sit and watch the show with them and you get to experience the joy of seeing your work almost detached as another person that's um, part of the family in a way. Another benefit to that is you see specifically what they love and what they'll buy. 
and you see your work big enough that you can continue to become better at what you do and better at taking the photographs that result in great orders and beautiful, beautiful art pieces. It's just so satisfying. To me, it's the best part is showing the work and then getting that work back from the lab and having them come pick it up and like gasp and be so happy. So I don't want you to miss out on that. And I totally understand how sharing what you create and waiting for a reaction can be really scary. Like, you know, you make something and then like, hi, mom, do you like it? And then waiting for that. One of the keys we need to do is to begin to detach ourselves from our work, that we're creating a product. That product has nothing to do with our own personal worthiness. It's about something that will have value for the client. So that's one of the things that as you do take the time to sell your work in person, you begin to get more and more detached from it as, you know, kind of a giant approval check mark in the sky that, I don't know, you're a good person or you're worthy or something. It isn't about that. It's also not about being the best photographer in the world. Honestly, some of my friends are very average photographers, good photographers, but they don't win any prizes and they're making great money and they're making people super, super happy. So um, as long as you can create images that someone else likes, you are ready to sell that work. Okay, so let's talk about selling a little bit. In our culture, selling is considered sleazy. Car sales people, phone sales, door-to-door sales people all have given a very honorable profession a bad name. And the truth is, everyone is selling something to somebody all the time. Even if you're a parent and you're trying to get your kid to eat something, you're selling them on that. Or going to bed, you're selling them on that. So it's a natural part of being human is to be selling. You know, for dating, we're selling ourselves, hopefully, to someone that we like and they like us and all that stuff. And the best salespeople that are actually in the profession are focusing on the needs of the client, helping them make purchases that will serve those needs or create joy or comfort or peace of mind or better health, you know, whatever is the result. A great salesperson listens and guides. And I didn't come up with this term, but when I saw it, read it somewhere, that a great salesperson positions themselves as a trusted advisor, that just was like, ding, 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 ding. That totally resonates. Because a trusted advisor is going to listen, is going to know their product, They're going to be able to guide people to make decisions that benefit them. People don't know the value of what we do in advance unless they've already had fine portraits or they've been married before and loved their wedding album, even if they're divorced. Like I still have 
my wedding albums. And I treasure those photographs <laughs> when I was a lot thinner and younger, when my parents were both young ish and my grandparents were still alive. My niece and nephew, who are parents themselves, were were small and thought I hung the moon. Yeah. And I wouldn't have known that at the time, but yeah. So what I'm suggesting is as the trusted advisor, we have the perspective of the future of these images that most people don't. Most people are thinking of something they want, they'll enjoy today. And they're not thinking about 25 years from now and when their kids are grown or when their parents are gone or when, you know, like with me, I'm, I let my silver salt and pepper show up. So when I just was a different phase in my life, you know, what these are going to mean to them. So the difference is a sleazy salesperson, a salesy salesperson is coming from a place of what serves themselves. I don't think that's good grammar, but I think you get it. It's self-serving. That's it. A trusted advisor is putting the client first. And the truth is a trusted advisor actually earns more by positioning themselves in a place of service. I, I might've talked about this before in something you've listened to. Maybe this is the first time. But recently, I purchased a very expensive latex bed and with a system where I can, it's adjustable, you know, the, the frame. And it was almost like perfect. I went to three stores. It was the good, better, best. So one of them was good, but the place wasn't that clean. They weren't that helpful. The woman took a phone call from her grandmother while I was like testing out this, this mattress. Um, they sold a lot of other things and it pretty much it was a come on in, tell us if you want something. The second one, pretty knowledgeable. The store was nice. He gave some advice. I learned something, uh, but it, it wasn't an experience. The third one, when I walked in, each of the mattresses had lighting, like, oh, kind of lighting. The paint colors, the simple desk that was um, like a gorgeous wooden desk in the front, the way the salesperson addressed me, what she wore, the simple shelves with the luxury add-on products, and everything about it spoke luxury. And then the salesperson began to ask me questions and listen to me and listen to my stories about how hard it is for me to sleep if things are not just right. And then she was able to advise me on not just what might be the best choice for me, but about the difference in the products. And of course, I ended up buying from her and um, telling her that if I was uh, had a company where I needed an stellar salesperson, I'd try to steal her away because she was great. Okay. So that being said, and I've already said this part that we know more about the value of having our work printed. We also know the quality difference. 
uh, at least that's that's part of the journey is for you to understand the quality difference between a professional lab that uses archival materials. I've already mentioned the value of us, we, us, we as artists doing the right composition, cropping in a way and positioning people in a way that is the same as painters and sculptors do, which is to um, have that composition be the strongest visual image possible. We also know the value of having large wall art in a home and the way that every day our eye falls on that as we're wandering through home, sitting on a couch, washing dishes, and, and getting a beautiful emotional reaction to that. If you, here's a little aside, if you don't have wall art of someone you love, whether it's a pet, your parents, yourself, your kids, someone large as art in your homes, that's the first thing I would do. I would especially consider finding someone that does full service and hiring them to take you through this process. And you'll understand why it's so great. But living with wall portraits in your home helps you be more passionate about doing this for others. Oh, gosh, I've been talking a lot. So taking a breath here, um, just reminding you that I'm starting a course in July where we're going to go over all of this. You're going to learn each chapter in a successful sale. You're going to have time to practice in the group. You're going to have homework. You're going to have all kinds of goodies. So, you know, be sure to get in touch. Ask me more about it if you might be interested. Okay. So how do you get started? That was a question on a Facebook page that had me think, okay, time to revisit my sales process. And um, because it's probably been at least a year since I've done a, a solo episode on this. Okay. So number one, and I've been working on that Uh, so far in this podcast, is coming to that place where you truly believe it's in your client's best interest. One of my coaching clients who has been doing a lot of photograph and share, so not, not shoot and burn, but I think we'll call it photograph and share, She did her first sit down and she did it with a friend so she'd feel more comfortable. And she said the experience of seeing her work and seeing the reaction made her like not really regret, but wish she could go back in time and do the in-person show and sales with everyone that she's ever photographed because the experience was so wonderful. So anyway, number one, you need to believe. Number two, you need to, and it's similar, but you need to have a really clear why and a why that's about more than making money. Because honestly, there are great ways to make money that are not as personally like putting your soul on the line in a way. (laughs) And like when we start a business, if you sold a product that everybody needs and wants, you know, it's, I don't know if it's easier, but 
it's not as personal. So focusing on your why. Now, my why is about how I did not feel as valued in my family as I actually was. And, you know, as a kid growing up, uh, I'm really a big believer now in the love language theory. And my love language wasn't a perfect match, especially for my dad. He was more analytical. I'm more emotional. I'm more touch and affirmation based. And if there had been portraits, not just of me in the family, but me by myself, I was the youngest. And so there were not as many images of me as my sister and brother. If there had been something like what I create for my clients, especially of, let's say, my dad in his lap, looking at me adoringly, I think that might have changed so many things. The psychologists say that photographs of children by themselves in their own room is a huge self-esteem builder. So part of my why is that I want every child to know they're valuable and loved. And one of the ways that I can do that is by helping them have portraits in their homes where they, they see that they belong here. One of my most impactful experiences in my career is a family that was a blended family. And the son did not live with his dad full time. The girls who were the their mother was their parent, got to live in the home, and he always felt like an outsider. And so when I did the session, I made sure he was in the middle of the portraits, that people were leaning into him and touching him. I did some beautiful portraits of just he and his dad to make sure he had that in his mom's home and that when he came for the weekends or whenever it was his week to be with his dad in that home, the first thing he saw were these portraits and he realized how much a part of this family he is. And the mom said it changed everything. So that's a big part of my why. So spend some time pondering that. And it unfolds over time. You know, I started with, I love photography (laughs) and I need money. So I'm going to see if I can sell what I love to do, which is photography. And that's a very valid why, you know, more developed over time. Number three, it's a good idea to have samples that are appropriate sizes to be used as home decor. Think about over a couch, over a fireplace, a key wall at the landing, at a staircase, big enough that as you're wandering through your home, as I've already mentioned, you can get that emotional charge at a distance. We often say, we meaning (laughs) some pals of mine and I, that the people who enjoy eight by tens the most are basically whoever dusts it. You know, it's hard to get that strong impact when uh, something small is just on a tabletop. And it's still great. But once you experience something that is beautiful and it's art in your home of people that you love, or you sit down with a beautiful finished album that is a quality that's going to last 
for many, 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 many generations. It's just a different story. So it's a good idea to have those samples. And like I already said, have some of your own family so you understand the value. Number four, you want to have a great photo lab that is your partner that helps you understand your options and how to print that uses archival papers. The lab I use, which I love, is Mid-South Color Lab. They print on Kodak paper and Kodak gives, I'm not sure if it's a hundred year or a lifetime warranty, but these are materials and chemistry and everything that is designed to last as long as possible. You want that consistent quality and excellent service. Some people will start out and they'll kind of use different labs based on the products and the pricing. And honestly, the simplicity of having one lab or maybe two, you know, if you like acrylics, my lab doesn't do acrylics. So I would have that as a second product, but every lab is calibrated different. And, you know, the more little things you have to piece together to make one order come together, the more complicated everything is. Number five, of course, you need cameras that will take images that can be blown up to a 24 by 30, a 30, 40, a 40, 50. And at this level of luxury quality service, you need backups. (laughs) I was in my camera store here in San Diego yesterday and uh, someone that's kind of newer in the business, but I know her through our local PPA was there looking sad. And she said, my camera and I went for a swim yesterday. (laughs) She was doing a photo session at the beach. And it's a beach where the rogue waves can come up fast before you know it. And I've been there enough to know that. She's newer. So she (laughs) didn't understand the danger. And she was standing on the shoreline. And all of a sudden, a wave came up to her shoulders and uh, she didn't lose her camera, but I think it's permanently damaged and she didn't have backup equipment. And what if that had been a family reunion that could not be repeated or a baby that, you know, babies change every minute of every day. So I always have backup, whether you use it. I mean, I love to shoot with two cameras so that if something happens to one What if her memory card was ruined? Fortunately, it wasn't, but it could have been. So you want to have the right equipment. Okay, number six, you want to have a way to show your work very large. I recommend a good quality projector. It's at least $900 or more, 3,500 lumens or more, so that you can show the work in a environment where it may not be pitch black and you can show it big. There's many reasons I prefer that over a television. One being if you're showing something vertical with a television, even a giant television is not going to show much over a 20 by 24, maybe a little bit more. And you sell what you show. The other is one of my secret sauces 
in sales, SSS, secret sales sauces, <laughs> maybe I need to um, use that as a title, is that I get white foam boards cut into sizes and shapes of wall art. And there's something magical that happens when I pick up, let's say a 30 by 40 board and I hold it about an inch away from the movie screen and you see that photograph as if it's already printed and ready to put in a frame and pop on the wall. Something that happens in the brain. It's like magic. So you can't do that with a television. With a projector and then holding a board up, it changes it from, oh, it's you know TV, it's digital to, oh, it's an art piece. So that's why I like a good projector. Number seven, you're going to need a telephone and you need to know how to use it. <laughs> I could make a better living with my cell phone and nothing else than a great camera and a computer where I only communicate via email and text and such. Because telephones now, the, <laughs> the quality, you know, my new iPhone takes really good pictures that can be at least a 20 by 24. I have I have made prints for some local, like at our county fair, they have a cell phone division and I've made some really nice 16 by 20 prints that I entered for fun and, you know, got accepted. Okay. So seven telephone, eight, and this is the most important. And this is why I'm a coach of sales is you need a system. You need a start to finish step-by-step system on what to say to plant those seeds and nurture them so they become orders, big orders for big money of printed products. The first phone call, the as I've already said, the consultation, the sales, and then the step-by-step in the sales room system. It's critical. And when I have taught people this, so many people have started right from the start selling large portraits and making clients really happy. So it is scary to sell if you don't have a solid foundation. But if you have the foundation, you don't have to be a natural salesperson. You know, my mom was a salesperson and I saw that. It was her nature. She worked at Penny's. She sold jewelry at Penny's and was like their top salesperson. So I, you know, I grew up, oh, my grandpa was, <laughs> I I told the story, let's see, about a month ago about my grandpa who had a secondhand store and also a popcorn wagon. I never got to meet him, but I think I inherited that. But you don't have to have that background. You just need a system. And of course, you need a way to find clients that are going to want what you offer, that are going to be really fun and inspiring to work with, people that not just want what you offer, but somehow they can afford it. They don't have to be rich. Oh, and you need to be priced for profit. I didn't put that in. So we're going to call that number 10. But right now I'm on, that was number nine. So you need to know how to find those clients. And bring them to you and you need to know who they are. That's a part of 
the whole system, which is identifying your ideal clients so that you can find them. And then what did I just say? And number 10, you need to be priced for profit. And again, when you're pricing, you're not using a multiplication factor. You're starting with the end in mind. How much income do you want? How many clients? What can you sell them? And you know you work backwards. Now, if something is expensive, like you're selling a canvas, a guild canvas, which I absolutely love their canvases, you're selling a 40 by 60 guild canvas. Of course, it's important that you take that cost of goods in mind. But if a big part of what you're selling is besides some wall portraits, you're also selling eight by tens. You can't make any profit by multiplying an eight by 10 by five. So you, you get the big picture in mind. Anyway, so you need to be priced for profit. Okay. Yes, this is not as easy as finding someone willing to pay you some hundreds of dollars and slightly edit some files and find a way to deliver them. It isn't as easy, but it's way more fun to me and the rewards are worth it. So what are those rewards? Well, a lot more income, which is to me not the primary reason, but it certainly is motivating. Um, Now, it may be the same income, but I'd rather work smarter than harder. I'd rather have 40 clients and make a full-time living than 400 clients for the same amount of income. Yeah, so there's that. Another reward is developing those relationships with our clients that feel like we're working for friends. And they trust us. They like us. They value us. They lean into our leadership. I don't know why, but people that pay more treat us with a lot more respect than people that pay, you know, like their their electric bill for photographs or two weeks worth of groceries for photographs. They don't treat us with the same respect most of the time. Now I can hear somebody thinking, oh, most of mine do, but there's just a difference in the relationship. Another reward is that joy and satisfaction that you are serving your clients and that they're going to have a lifetime of value from what you're creating. And also that fun of just sitting with them and seeing the work with them in person. I've read and had a lot of conversations with people that are like, well, I sent over the digital files and I haven't heard anything and I keep waiting and waiting. And it's so, I don't know, it's painful almost wanting somebody to be like, I love these. Well, it's so great to sit with your clients and have them tell you, I love these. I'm going to want them more. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so hard to choose. Can I have them all? So that is very motivating for me. Of course, I'm a words of affirmation kind of love language girl. So that works for me. Oh, okay. I need to take a breath because I do want to give you a little bit of the system. Okay, here's a system. I've already got this. A great phone call for warm lead is the start. It 
is designed to help them connect at the heart with the reason for this portrait so that they start to understand the importance of what you create. You start building a relationship, listening to them, guiding them, and giving them just a little touch, little qualifying explanation of the minimum average purchase to see if they're qualified. Step two, I've got a lot of steps here. So the phone call for me, the goal is to get them in a consultation where I meet them in person, if at all possible. I show them my work. We go over pricing. I get to know them more. And then I book them. I give them tips on how to prepare. I go over all my policies, how they're going to order different kinds of things and continue to plant seeds. I forgot in the phone call, we start planting seeds for a wall portrait. The consultation, we plant more seeds. Number three, as I've already mentioned, is how we photograph the the different kinds of images that we take. And then how we also talk to them about like, oh, this might be great over the fireplace. This is an absolutely beautiful setting. How we tell the story with our photographs that could be art in the homes and albums. And also at a the portrait session, sorry, my mind just drifted a little. So let's reel it back. So we're at the portrait session. We're photographing with the sale in mind. And we're also planting seeds and we're reminding them the way you're going to see these is to come in, see it, and make your choices in person. So we're continuing to prepare them for how they're going to order and what they might want to order. And then we need that system to help them select and pay us for the work. And we need to learn how to have the printed images done well to professional standards. Okay, one last thing before I go have my dinner because it's a Saturday night and I think Saturday night live, I want to be ready for that. Okay, so here is what I do in the sales room. And again, all of this, is a part of my course and so, so, so much more that you can find out uh, more about by getting in touch and we can have a phone call, little chat on Facebook and so forth. Okay. So I think of it as, I sometimes call it like reindeer games, (laughs) but I've got specific steps in the sales room. Step one is a slideshow. That slideshow is a pared down version of all the images I'll be showing them that they'll be choosing from. It's put to music. Each image comes up about three and a half seconds, between three and four seconds, which is long enough to get the emotional impact, but short enough not to be kind of like, okay, what's next? And that slideshow, so I usually have maybe 80 images that I think are worthy that they can select from. So I might do a slideshow with 45, sort of just the sort of each pose, each little story uh, being represented. Then round two, we do yes, no, maybe. And we're just taking out the ones that are clear no's. And there's a lot of things that are important in keeping control of the system 
of the sale, and this is one of them. It's important that we don't go backwards. It's important we don't overwhelm people. So if if we just do yes, no, maybe with no backsees, then the next round, round three, then we compare similar ones and take out any that are not as good as the others. And similar doesn't mean, okay, here's the three of us looking at the camera. Now we're looking at each other. But here's three images that I've left in where we're all looking at the camera, which are the best. And that helps them say yes to more images. It's part of the psychology. Okay, so once we get into, you know, we've got the images narrowed down to ones they've said yes and maybe two. We separate into three separate categories, wall, small, or album potential. They're not buying. We're just sorting, you know, little by little, eating this elephant a bite at a time. So once we do that, then this is one of my SSs, secret sales sauce, which is doing a second slideshow of just the wall group and running through it twice. And the reason we do that is I want them to get back to the emotional reaction because we've been doing a lot of analyzing. So we want to have them experience the wow factor again. And when you do it twice, then they notice which ones give them the strongest feeling each time it comes up. And then at that point, uh, anything that is not as strong, we move down to smalls. And then start figuring out the plan. Where can these go? Do we want a wall group of the kids together and separate? Do we, you know, what's for those main places we've talked about? And I give them dollar totals and, you know, we just take it from there. And that's, you know, that's much more complex learning how to do those final sales and get the money in your pocket. (laughs) Don't let them go home and think about it. Don't send them an invoice. Get some money at the sales system. Okay, so I've already told you my secret sauce, which is the whiteboards and the second slideshow. Now the whiteboards, I use those maybe in the yes, no, maybe round. I'll get up and I'll hold one of the boards, the biggest possible in a shape that I think is nice. So traditional panoramic or square and let them see what, an image that I think is very strong would look like finished. And I might do that a second time during the wall group section of this journey. And then once they've narrowed down to the ones they really, really love, I will usually show each one on a large board, either square panorama or traditional shape so they can feel it and see it. Okay, I know that sounds like a lot, but honestly, learning how to do this is worth it. It's not rocket science. It's serving and having a system. One of my clients that did not have a business when we started coaching, first we figured out what he was going to do, which was pet photography. Then he had assignments to go photograph, and I helped him curate a collection. We figured out branding, you know, step-by-step. And then he booked a a client when he had learned my sales system. And if he had known that last part about get the money, you know, figure it out right there, 
It would have been a $4,000 sale. And this was his first sale. As it was, it still was $2,000. And they put $500 down on the next session. So even doing it imperfectly, it works. Okay. So all that being said, not going to oversell my course, but starting July, just a reminder, would love to help you figure all of this out and be part of, of my community, the Profitable Photographer Sales Academy. So get in touch if you want to find out more, keep your eye on your emails if you're already in the email and on Facebook, because I'll be telling you more on what we're doing and how to enroll. Okay, that's it for now. Ta-ta, have a great whatever it is, rest of your week, weekend, Saturday night, you fill in the blank. (laughs) And I'll just send you a great big hug and say bye. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.